Welcome to the Cinema Swamp. Okay. Let's party. In episode 28, we discuss the newest M. Night Shyamalan film, Glass. Is it as good as Split or Unbreakable? Or has Shyamalan made something in the vein of The Last Airbender? Join the swamp as we discuss this newest 2019 film. Anyway, this is episode 28 of the Cinema Swamp, and uh, yeah, we just actually recorded our. No, we didn't. So, this no, is this a, is a week this later. Is a new week. Yeah, never mind. That's right. Man. <laughs> man, this is a totally different Welcome persona. To the Cinema Swamp. Yeah, <laughs> uh, podcast for friends, enemies, and Zach like to talk about movies. Fight yeah, about a week movies. later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, though, we'll be talking about uh, Glass today, sponsored by. Uh, Glass. <laughs> I know, I almost said it too. <laughs> Go to your local store today and buy some glass. You know, yeah. do, listener, do yourself a favor. Look up what the Star Wars bands play. <laughs> the, the genre of music. The, jo- uh, <laughs> the genre of music that they play in A New Hope in uh, the, the what, Cantina? It's in both. I think both oh, are is it? Are they both considered that? I could go for some real mm-hmm. jizz wailing right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, the genre is jizz. Uh, we just gotta... Get jizz! Yeah, clarify. Yeah, The genre of music in Star Wars that they play in the cantina is, you know, that bump, 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 bump. That is considered jizz in the Star Wars canon. Straight up jizz. So. Also, Jabba's Palace and Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Also jizz. Now that we got you hooked, let's talk about M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> and, Glass. <laughs> you know my favorite. Most, more, more, most likely Force Awakens, the uh, Maz Kanata's place. Probably jizz, Oh, too. that's probably jizz, too. <laughs> probably, <laughs> it's probably, probably some Jamaican jizz. Yeah. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Seems more Caribbean. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> dear lord. I'm not going to be able to play this on Apple Podcasts. i labeling it. As uh, explicit, but Glass, the long-awaited <clears throat> sequel to Unbreakable that no one was expecting, but the, was really the train trilogy the, or whatever. The more expected sequel to Split because everyone knew it was happening after Split. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if any of you kept up with the production of this movie, but if you followed M Night Shyamalan on Twitter, he actually kept you up to date about every week about how far he was into writing it. Mm-mm. So he would talk about writing it and be like, he got really amped into it, kind of would pump us up and be like yeah this is how much i got i got real excited about today's uh writing and i was like every day i the more and more he tweeted the more and more i thought oh man (laughs) he i think the money that split made made him way too confident Mm -hmm. i am terrified right now of what glass is gonna be like and uh i wasn't disappointed to say the least um but disappointed no, I mean no, I mean like I w- wasn't disappointed by the fact that I was thinking it was gonna be a bad movie. Mm. Like that expectation was fully uh, represented <laughs> by what I saw. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was not like too excited about this movie because yeah, the idea of them coming together after Split and that big uh, twist at the end. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. I didn't necessarily think it was gonna make a sequel. I just sort of thought, oh, that's interesting. Like. You know, kind of bringing the universes together. Maybe they'll do a different movie, and eventually they'll make all these movies that are set in the same universe. But instead, they were just going to do a straight-up sequel, uh, kind of bringing both characters together, bringing Samuel Jackson into it. I 
I don't know. Like, I kind of just thought, oh, it'll probably be a good movie anyway. I mean, it's got to be at least that split was good, so we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. Were you guys excited for it? I mean... Yeah, I was, I was pretty excited for it. I remember when the trailer dropped, I saw it that day, and I was pumped. And I saw it, and I was utterly disappointed. <laughs> uh, Is that going to be the common theme around the circle today? Well... I don't know. I think at least one of us <laughs> liked it. Um... I saw Split, and I was like, I wanted to see more of it, but really what I wanted to see more of was just James McAvoy, because he was amazing. And when I heard that there was going to be another movie, I knew it wasn't going to be good. I had some, I had a small inkling of hope that maybe he got over his arrogance and decided to be an actual director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> direct a good movie. Whoa! <laughs> nice. Uh, but no, I, I was not surprised. He's used to it. Oh, so you like the movie? <laughs> no, I was, I was not surprised at how poorly. Oh. I don't know what you thought of the movie because I remember mm-hmm. asking after, and you kind of sounded a, a, more optimistic than us three. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely more optimistic. Um, I was super excited for it. Especially walking out of Split because I had seen Unbreakable for years up until Split. Seeing Split, getting psyched on the, oh, no way, like, you know, he's coming out with another movie. Well, then, you know, it's been, that was two years ago that we had Split come out. Um, Since then, I've been catching up on Shyamalan and (laughs) increasingly discouraged pretty much with every Shyamalan movie about the quality of what Glass (laughs) might be like. Yeah. Um, but still hopeful, and then up until like the last couple weeks before we saw Glass, I think the last up in, like two weeks beforehand, I just was like, this is not going to be a good movie. I don't think it is. I was still excited for it, just because to see anything in a trilogy, to know information going in, makes it more exciting for the viewing. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, watching it, I... I love Unbreakable. I really love Split. Um, Glass is the worst of the three. Yep. Um, there were a lot of parts that made me tear up. There was a lot of parts I liked as much as I liked Split. Um, overall, I was disappointed, but not bad. Not like, not like, mad at all. It's kind of like, oh, I I knew this could go totally bad Shyamalan instead of good Shyamalan. And it kind of landed in the middle, um, but the good didn't outweigh the bad for me. The out, the bad did outweigh the good. I wasn't mad. <clears throat> There's just a lot of scenes that I was like frustrated because I know like it could have been better. Like I can think of a better idea. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for that scene and mm-hmm. just make it better. Which is a bummer because some scenes you're like, wow, this is so artistically well done. Like I couldn't have come up with this. And then some scenes you're like. How in the world <laughs> did you think this did was you, a good idea? Can I, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can even... I think I told you guys my idea for, like, the reason why he's the same character in Unbreakable and Split and Glass. Like Before when Glass when, or when after he's, Glass? Well, like, when he's, like... In the M. Night Shyamalan's character. Because yeah. they have that secret society or whatever mm-hmm. at the end. Spoiler alert. If you didn't see the movie. It's true. Uh, why are you listening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my idea was that that character that Shyamalan plays is, like, doing, like, recon for that secret organization. And he's, like, 
scoping out these superhuman people. And, like, that's why he's at the stadium. That's why he's surveying uh, Kevin. putting too much faith in Deshaun. Well, I, I'm just <laughs> saying that's, that, would, that would just make that his mm-hmm. whole reason being in the movies at all. I think all. he just mm-hmm. wanted to have purpose. a cameo in all of his movies. And yeah, he was like, I'm going to go You know, pictures. nothing wrong with having a cameo in all your movies. Like, it's that is something I would do. I mean... Mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock did it all the time, but here's the thing: Alfred Hitchcock would do a thing like opening credits to uh, ah, shit. Which one is it? I think North by Northwest is. He's trying to get on to a bus. At the the titles, you know, typical titles. One of them says directed by Alfred Hitchcock. That's the scene where it's this random dude trying to get on to a bus, and the bus closes last second, and the dude can't get on. The bus drives away, and he's just like, okay. Guy doesn't show up for the rest of the movie. It's just a funny gag that person was played by Alfred Hitchcock when his credit shows up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and everyone knew who he was, so everyone would be like, oh, there he is. Mm. And, like, this, what M. Night Shyamalan does, though, is, like, once in a while, he'll just be, like, has he ever done just a character in the background? Because in, like, Unbreakable, he's kind of a bigger part, in a way. Like, he's one of the first people that we see Bruce Willis go after. In Split, he's just sort of this random security agent that... <laughs> After you find out they're, same, they're in the same universe, we have Zach, who's like, do you think that's the same guy? And I'm like, God, that would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and you see Glass, and then M. Night is in this uh, security store that Bruce Willis owns, and he's like, I know you. I, did I see you 20 years 20 ago? Years ago <laughs> like, uh, at the stadium? Yeah, I changed my life around a lot since then. I'm like... Why are we doing this? <laughs> like, after a minute of, of David and Joseph talking in the store about like you should go on your walk, you should I should you should not go on your walk, and the whole time Shyamalan is Dude, like looking like looking back, and, like, <laughs> looking down, like he's not there, and I'm like Shyamalan, you're the worst actor in this movie, and it's like for He's a second trash. you're like they're not going to say anything. He's not going to say anything. It's just kind of there. I'm like, that's... Yeah, you're that's like, please don't say anything. Please <laughs> don't say anything. We can tell already you're horrible at this. And then, and then he looks at Bruce Willis. He's like, don't I remember you? And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right just there. let it be that. Just let it be that. Just let him say that. And then just kind of cut away. And it'll be like yeah, a funny gag. And that guy at the Oh, my God. I'm like, stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> I remember you from ago. 20 years. I'm like, stop talking. Yeah. No. I no one... hang out with a rough crowd. Nobody has a brain like this. I'm better. Now. Nobody would remember a random security guard from 20 <laughs> years ago. Holy Turned shit. Turned my life around. The power See, of positive like, thinking. It would make sense if he was part of that secret organization. Yeah. It would make more sense. Because, yeah, why, why don't you tell M. Night that's why he would. That's why he would remember, because he has it on fire. He's, like, checking up on him. He's pushing him towards going after the beast, telling him to go on his walk. Just let him go on his walk. I I don't know. I you know what? I, acting acting like he's like he's a bad actor in the movie because he's not an actor. He's a secret agent. Oh, he's or he's really actor. just a terrible you know, actor. It would just make up for it. I I I think we should just kind of go through the movie because you well, know I think it'd be fun. Like what, what? Like you said, you said has he ever played a background character? Yeah, because I know in Signs he's the one that runs over Mel Gibson's wife. So like he I has knew a that. Lines in it, but in the village. He's in the outpost, like the security outpost or whatever, and he's like, when the when the other guard is like getting medicine, 
you could see Shyamalan's face in the TV. He's the other guard in the outpost. Okay. But you don't, it's, the camera's never on him. It's just you just see the, his face reflecting in the TV. Is it a really ridiculous looking, smiling face, like with his thumb up? Like, <laughs> I remember it after reading the court, like the credits and being like, oh, yeah, it, I forgot to look for Shyamalan. Is it like a super obvious shot, though? Like they tried to get that reflection? Well, back then he was doing a lot of stuff with TV. I don't know if you remember in Unbreakable, there's a scene when, um, David was talking to Joseph, and all you could see in the from the camera was Joseph sitting in front of a TV turned off, an old tube TV. And there was like a two-minute scene of just them talking to each other, but it was just all you could see was Joseph's face reflecting in a black tube TV. And so I think they did that with signs with an alien. You, you could see the alien's reflection in the TV. Yeah. And then in the village, you see Shyamalan's reflection in the TV. So he was doing a lot of... Director trademark stuff. reflecting on TV because he hates TV, obviously. He's trying to get away from that twist shtick. <laughs> the TV shtick. I'm the TV guy. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think we should just go by the book and just say the whole movie because, like, okay, so movie opens. Is the opening of the movie because I don't even remember how it really opens, but I know it's, it's James McAvoy showing up and he's kidnapped the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, then we cut and find out that uh, Bruce Willis, for all these years, has been walking the streets, kind of fighting, the finding overseer. Yeah, the overseer is his new name. I actually, think, name ever. I actually like that. Um, not, not a, not a like. It, you could tell that. What, what, what would you name him? Raincoat guy. <laughs> I don't know. The, the trench vigilante coat. would have been better and more subtle too. The vigilante. That's would like be an more actual subtle. newspaper headline. The overseer is like. Or just. So Shyamalan forced, I think. The I'm Rock. Like, just poor taste. I thought it was just gonna be called The Rock. Poncho guy. In the Watchdogs video game, they just call him the Vigilante. I'm like, that would be the just the perfect name for a realistic modern day hero. Yes, you know? but this isn't real. This isn't supposed to be the real world. Remember? Exactly. Because that wasn't set up in Unbreakable. That it's the real world. Now we're not there apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, kidnapping the cheerleaders, doing sort of a recap of what Split did, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, he's still out there because that's how Split ended. Now we have uh, David Dunn going after him. You know, that's the number one guy he's going after now. He's hitting the streets looking for him. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, he goes and beats up these random. Uh, teenager thugs basically yeah. uh who were out to make uh, a youtube video which by the way i don't really understand that whole thing i guess that they was just like assault people and- <laughs> just, this is gonna get so many I, I guess that's his com- is that Shyamalan's this- comment on modern day culture the same universe as clockwork orange i'm like <laughs> it's like i think m night watched like those prank videos and he's like this is people do this stuff I'm like I, I think people set yeah, those up that felt very the visit too. <laughs> that felt super uh, the visit yeah. they should have just had the kids from the visit do that scene like it would have been so <laughs> out of like he beats up those two kids <laughs> in the visit I mean they would be older by now I don't know uh, cause it's rapping but you know I when David Dunn goes to the um to the random brick factory as it's supposed to be uh, and fights James McAvoy. I mean, we're already getting the scene we've all been sort of waiting for since mm-hmm. Split, which, you know, the idea was James McAvoy goes after people who are broken. Or, I mean, he's, he doesn't fight people who are broken. He, he, he says saves he saves them. He goes after the people who are unbroken. I'm like, so what happens when he goes against someone who's unbreakable? That whole idea was like, whoa, well, what are they going to do with that? And, you know, you see this big fight between them. And, you know, it's 
it's it's it's pretty uh, okay. Like it's not shot well or anything. Like it's just kind of fine to watch. But I just sort of like the realism to it all. You know, it's just not, it's like this is what would happen if two real people actually and fought that, like this. And that's also the point where two people who think that they're invincible and like this like the toughest person in the neighborhood realize that they're not the tough. Like they have an equal match. Mm-hmm. And like they're. They don't know what to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, that's like a little, it's kind of interesting. You know, because you, yeah, you kind of, the two characters like that, that we already know so much about and know, like, the fact that, yeah, they both think they're the only ones out there. They finally meet up. And it kind of felt like, you know, you're doing this a little early, M. Night. What's this all about? Maybe you got something saved bigger for later. I don't know, but maybe maybe an hour and a half. Okay. Institution? So then we have um, Sarah uh, Paulson. Paulson show up, which I was excited for her to be in the movie. Uh, I'll come out and say it. she was shit. Honestly, like I thought she was like really. Her whole performance seems really odd and out of place, mm-hmm. and. I guess with the twist, maybe it's like, oh, it kind of makes a little more sense, her awkwardness, but not really, because why would you be that awkward if you're under that kind of uh, supervision from this, mm-hmm. like, tough power that this underground society is watching over you? Like, I don't know if I buy it all, but point is, I thought it was a lame performance from uh, someone who I was expecting a lot from. But don't worry, we still got James McAvoy. We got a lot of James McAvoy. We got... <sighs> Like, 30 minutes of reintroduction to James McAvoy. Did anyone else feel like that? Or am I, like, the only one? Or did it feel like we were really hammering in who James McAvoy's character was yeah, from the first movie? Yeah, I felt movie? it. I didn't feel it so much as the... Like, I knew that they had to do some reintroduction. Mm-hmm. But it felt like they were also trying to do, like, a... If you haven't seen Unbreakable, like, they're filling in those gaps... But I think they really, for some reason, it's like they counted on people not having seen Split before seeing. He was. It's like they. Which did, is weird. You'd think well, it's unbreakable. People haven't seen. Yeah, <laughs> but they did a lot of Split stuff to well, make up for it. I'm assuming that M Night's thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna try to make each one of my movies a standalone movie, but this team up movie that I'm mm-hmm. making, I have to try to make it a standalone movie as well. So I'm just gonna over explain everything." Which maybe is in weird. his mind, like yeah, he's just been like maybe in his mind he's like Unbreakable's been around for nearly two decades. They don't need more Unbreakable. They need more <laughs> of this guy. But even though that's the better movie, I'm like right now in the public, it's like I I think M Night. I think you need to re-explain some of this Unbreakable stuff actually. Which I mean, he quickly. I mean, I was uh, sitting by my girlfriend, and you know she had not seen Unbreakable, and I was explaining to her after mm-hmm. in the movie David Dunn touches. Uh, Barry slash Kevin touches him and you know figures out that he's the one who kidnapped the cheerleaders. I explained to her real quick. I'm like, oh, he's got this superpower. He touches people and he can like see what they're doing. And she's like, yeah, I got that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, I mean, she wasn't like that. But uh, yeah, but it was like, okay, so you understood that even though you haven't seen Unbreakable. So they did a good job, kind of showing that. And it's like someone, any audience member could have figured that out without seeing Unbreakable. So I'm like, okay, fine. And, you know, at this point, we're only at the 10-minute mark, so I was like, okay, so they, they don't need to re-explain all this stuff. That's good. Good on the director for kind of swooping that stuff in mm-hmm. there in a sort of normal way. I, I did forget to mention, this was this scene's after M. Night already showed up at the security station, which mm-hmm. we've already talked about. But, man, 
David Dunn now owns a, a security store, which makes sense. He was a security guard, and it's nice to see that he moved up in the world. You know, he owns his business now. It's awesome. He mm-hmm. still works with his son, played by the original actor. A lot of stuff I'm really liking here. His son is the guy in the chair, which I, I like. Guy in a chair. <laughs> and I, I like that. I did too. I mean, I mean, like that. It's holding true to like the fact that Unbreakable is trying to be a superhero movie in a real world. That's a real world setting right there. It just makes sense for what his son would want to do. Like he looks up to his dad as a hero because he is a superhero. Of course, he'd want to be part of that and want to be the guy in the chair. And plus, there's probably more to it now that like you know that their mom's the mom's dead. So all he's got is the dad, and I mean the dad. All he had was like the wife. So. They only have each other, so I can kind of see why they're just together. And I like that the dude just, you know, he looked like a normal dude, not this, like, beautiful actor who obviously, like, is, like, really famous or anything. It's like, no, this dude hasn't really been in any movies, and he just looks like a normal dude, and that's what this movie needed, like, just a normal-looking dude. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't. I, I, I kind of was expecting him to be the worst part, and he really wasn't. He actually pulled it off pretty well, I thought. I don't know. I... I think he, he wasn't was great. The, I think it was one of the worst parts, but really? we'll get to that eventually. I, I mean, because in comparison, Sarah Paulson, who has many years, I, and I, I can't stand I, I couldn't stand her. I don't like him. how she looks. Well, I, I, just, <laughs> no, I just don't like her as a person. I, I say I hate, don't like no, her face. No, I say I don't like her face because I just don't like She her. has Sorry, one of those Paulson. faces where it always looks like she's about to say the name of the movie within the movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. And she, like, she's going to look at the screen and say, Glass. Glass. <laughs> Glass. <laughs> I don't know. No, I just don't. I just don't like yeah. her. I don't like her in American Horror Story. I I watched American Horror Story. And that's why I my least favorite part in every season. I haven't seen I'm it. finding more people who don't really like her, which is weird. I liked her in American Horror Story, uh, and she's in uh, The People versus O.J. Simpson, which I I thought she, she did phenomenal Simpson. in that. Yeah, of course, <laughs> she's great. No. <laughs> And she uh, she was in Ocean's Eight, and I I loved Ocean's Eight, and I think she worked really well with all those other really different actresses. So I was just surprised in this movie that I really didn't like her, and but she shows up as uh, David Dunn and James McAvoy's fight get interrupted, which we we knew was going to happen. We knew this isn't the end of the movie. If it was, I mean, a hey, phenomenal ending, but that was kind of a short movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like. You know, they get captured, which already... Was anyone else thinking, how can they just capture Bruce Willis without any legal authority? I guess technically yeah. he's been beating up people, well, so there's that, but... Yeah, he's, a, he's a vigilante, so... They can arrest him under suspicion, but they didn't... Into a mentalist facility? They needed to do evidence, yeah. yeah. So well, right away, that was like... They, had, they have a problem hours. That doesn't mean That doesn't mean you can, like, lock him in a mental institution... You can arrest him and question him, but you cannot lock him in a mental institution. You're right. You're right. What about the fact that right away they were using those flashes of light to stop James McAvoy? Now, that was not introduced in Split, correct? That's brand new to this movie. And I thought it worked in the movie. Did you think it needed more time to be introduced properly, or did you think, well, they just have a thing, and I I guess that thing I accepted it, but... He got around it at one point by like having the dude stand in front of him. Oh, and, like, you mean like oh, just actual actually him physically getting around yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought that with Bruce Willis too, because I mean, like Zach said last episode, he said like, what are the extent of his powers anyway? Which, as far as drowning, we're, we're, I don't know, like, because it obviously affects him when he's in the water, but water spraying on him. Someone did mention it, like, 
what happens when he takes a shower? I'm like, that's a good point. Like, it's kind of the same thing. Well, also, couldn't he just go up to those pipes and just rip them out? Okay, well, I'll get to <laughs> that in a second. What you said before, I think what Justin was getting at is not how to overcome them. It's how early they're written into the movie. How, without I, having any, like, uh, what if we use lights against them type of conversation. Just like, boom, lights. It's like they just ah, knew. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. she was just like, oh, they're hip- hypnotism like yeah see like, mm. for spending an entire like last movie not really knowing how to defeat him other than saying his name it's weird that they quickly found a way to get around that with this mm-hmm. movie i i didn't mind it because it needed something at least it had to have something so they just had to put something in there mm-hmm. so whatever but i want to know what other people thought of it like did you care or did you think this is the light part yeah i was okay with it, okay. it the, the amount of time that they kept referencing the lights got to me mm-hmm. and and I didn't feel like they were in the asylum that long, but so like how many scenes that the lights were incorporated into the storytelling? So like when he's trying to escape, or with the security, not security guard, one of the the workers at the asylum, and how they interact with the lights, and then like, um, or how Glass, Mister Glass, was like interacting with the lights. Um, I, I guess there was like a little bit. Yeah, I, I didn't like how they used the lights just to go through all the personalities. I thought that was lame. I wish and just, like, so I don't know, it didn't so seem necessary at all. They went through 20 of them total in the movie. And I just would, since they did that, they should have just gone for the all of them? 24. Yeah, right. I, don't know. I hardcore just, I hate that they went to 20. I wish <laughs> they would have just used the original ones from Split and maybe, like, another two. Because oh. less is more. Like, that's general rule of film. And the reason that they went through them all, I was like, I don't like, I didn't like the fan service that they thought they were doing. Mm-hmm. But you guys all liked it, so I'm the minority. <laughs> I mean, I liked it, but I definitely thought it was kind of cheesy. I thought it was kind of unnecessary. But I did really like seeing the other personalities. However, one of the personalities had an uncalled for uh, exorcist spoiler that I didn't know, and I'm pissed about it. I'm Ex- so mad. Really? Wait, I'm not, was I not paying attention? They spoiled the exorcist? Yeah. The so the ending of it yeah. or like really? The priest- oh well, they say that in the movie. I didn't even yeah. pay attention to that. Okay, yeah. well maybe people will be dumb like me and not pay attention. But I'm so mad about spoilers. <laughs> I'll say that at the beginning, but like I yeah I I like as as just like a nerd of Split, I guess. I, at the end of that movie, I was like, man, I wish I wish I knew like what all the other personalities are like, and that that was just. This was just fan service to that. Yeah. Other than that, it had, it served no purpose in the movie. Yeah, I, it was. It could have been. I, mm-hmm. I didn't need it. I just thought that like they did it so well in Split, referencing referencing because yeah, the they added in maybe like four other ones yeah, in that one, and I thought that was like yeah. perfect amount. Yeah, Leave be. it. We don't need any more. It was kind of like the scene from BVS when like. Uh, Ben Affleck's like clicking on all the icons on the flash drive and seeing all those. And I'm like, good, leave it. We don't need it for glass. And then they just went overkill and spoilers for when, like, uh, Kevin is dying. They go through so many. Oh, of them. I didn't really get and that. And there's so many yeah. times where it's like, oh, he died. Oh no, crap, he's talking again. And it was just, I was thinking of Zombieland when <laughs> Bill Murray is dying. And he keeps, do you he think he'll die? That happened like three times while he's like, this is his last one. Oh my gosh, he's still going through freaking. That part, I actually <laughs> felt something though. 
What? I, was like, I mean, like, when Kevin came up, I felt something. And Dennis. All yeah. of, like, the eight in between there was so annoying. I didn't think they I needed to go... Th- how many... If they just went from Dennis to Kevin... Like, one point they go through, them. like, like the, uh... The history guy. The really buffed up, like, priest man or whatever, or, like... The, the bro. Yeah, like, they go through all of them, and I'm like, why? When he's yeah, when he's um, dying. Like, I don't remember. It was like when... I remember, like I remember the Dennis and Kevin and, like, Patricia and... No, they went through, like, eight. It remember so I, the scene I instantly thought of, actually, like, because you said you thought of, uh... Zombieland, I thought of Deadpool 2 when he was dying, yeah. and it just went on and on <laughs> yeah. and on. As a joke, yeah. as a joke in the movie, not like yeah, for like a, a movie joke. like this. Like, <laughs> Both Jesus. scenes that you just had were like jokes. <laughs> you felt something, though. Well, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention or something. But well, I mean, no, I mean, you Kevin felt something, yeah. And then I thought there was like Patricia and Hedwig or something, and like that's what I thought. Well, was there it? was the main ones, but then they yeah. added in like a lot See, of extra rem- small. I don't ones. remember that. Those ones were the ones that I got pissed at because I was like, "This is so annoying and long, and ruined the emotional part because they added okay, in yeah. like that, that they true. added in a yeah. lot of unnecessary ones. The main true. ones make sense. Those yeah. are the ones who are normally in the light. Those are the ones who know her. Yeah, too, yeah. You know, and they about. ended with like the Dennis one is like the redemption, mm-hmm. and then Kevin is the, you know. Not not quite redemption, but like the oh, like finally, like the actual embodiment, you know, redemption, not just a personality like Dennis was, but yeah. um. So if we keep going, when they get in the asylum, you know, we already talked about sort of the the ways to keep them inside their cages and such. That's when we're introduced to Samuel Jackson, and then we remember, oh yeah, this movie's called Glass, isn't it? Yeah, oh, he's in this movie too. Um, Samuel. He's gonna have some conniving plan that we're gonna learn. <sighs> yeah, of course. Throughout, throughout the whole time in this asylum, Samuel Jackson, <laughs> uh, I believe, was paid by the line for this movie, which is a, a huge possibility because the movie was only made for like twenty million dollars. So there's it's a named huge... after him. Yeah, he only got paid per line. Did you feel like that though? Because for one, oh I, we already went over the fact that they, we see all the personalities of Kevin overly done but i also felt that we were really focusing a lot of his character and being reintroduced to him for i don't know the people who love split which yeah that's why the sequel was made because mm-hmm. split did so well but i mean we need to learn a little more about bruce willis i feel like we, he's barely oh, been yeah. in this he movie was he was sidelined yeah him and glass were sidelined. and it's funny that bruce willis was somehow sidelined the most when he probably had more lines than uh, glass did but glass like shows up and he becomes like suddenly this bigger important part once he starts talking and you realize see he wasn't really crazy he's fine i'm like well of course he's fine there's not any build up to this we knew he's fine this is his movie this is glass's movie (laughs) and he doesn't talk for a whole hour it's really odd and i just didn't understand that part of it because the only thing i really liked inside the asylum was when they had that big interview with all three of them Mm -hmm. and they start questioning their abilities and why they may be manifesting them and at one point does she get kevin to come out at that point or is that only later one not kevin the girl from split shows up that's after yeah oh which by the way did you say the subtle way they showed that she was at school and then they zoomed in on that photo in the <laughs> glass case yeah. and it was also uh <laughs> bruce willis's son and you're like well they went to the same school do you remember do you remember what it meant in the end because because it didn't mean anything. It, they don't bring it up. It didn't, nothing about it came up about anything. It, it was pointless. Yeah. They just I, went to the same school. I also thought of a... Wait, I think I might have told you guys this at breakfast last 
uh, a way to fix at least a little bit uh, Sam Jackson's muteness in the in this movie for at least that hour where he's just a mute if he would just like if he was like rambling random numbers or something and it turned out to be comic book issues and that and somehow that got to Joseph and what's her name Casey you'd have to be actually crazy though for that to be like well he well he could have been just doing it he kind of wants you to figure out his plan but he wants you to figure out at the pace that he wants you to figure it out so if he did that in a, I don't know. So like, if he was doing it in on purpose, but yeah. like, okay, so he will, he's but not like, just so crazy. Like low key, okay. but on purpose. Okay. Like I'd rather him just ramble random numbers instead that made sense there, to like, him just be head. twitching or something. Yeah, instead of just <laughs> yeah him in this twitching. I don't know. Shoes. I didn't mind that he was quiet. If they would have had a great payoff, and that was uh, the worst yeah. payoff ever <laughs> for like, him. Oh, he had this plan all along, and he Which was roaming like, around a, a building, <laughs> and no one saw him. And I was like, oh, well, like yeah, he explains the stuff that you don't care about. I like, know the security I've been hiding pills in my chair. Like, the okay, how did you get out of your room? <laughs> That's what we all care about. <laughs> they don't lock the door. Apparently. Oh, I pulled the magnifying glass out of the the. the yeah, but the how Hulk, do you get out of the Hulk room? machine and like? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> cool but yeah dude what else Did yeah you... it was just weird that he was brought back into the movie like that and Did you notice his teeth yeah that was horrifying i forgot <laughs> about that but that was good good makeup there but like maybe that's actually how his teeth look like sam jackson's <laughs> I didn't his teeth. no they were horrifying they were like because at one point he starts laughing at the end because he's like See, it's supposed to be this way, right? <laughs> and I just thought like, gross they were. Is that how they are in Unbreakable? Or is it because no, he's I think it's because he's, no, he's been in there so long. Yeah, I think he's just... He just, like, didn't brush them. Oh, I thought he was, like, breaking his teeth and those rehealed teeth weird. What did you think of the scene where they um, did another he's flashback? Breaks, like, glass. I'm guessing his teeth is the same. When he was a child to the uh, tur- tilt-a-whirl. Tilt-a-hurl. Uh, well... So that is a deleted scene yeah. from Unbreakable. It is deleted. So it is so, a deleted so scene. So the other one when he's checking up on his son. That one I don't remember. I remember. I remember the tilt a and the deleted scenes from Unbreakable. I don't remember the other one. I thought the scene between uh, his him and the son with him in the bedroom from Unbreakable was just stupid. Like I, I thought that was CG'd and DH'd. I, I have no idea to be honest, but like it looked to it, me like it was any possibility. I think it was. It could either it looked like they did it could either be uh, a deleted scene or they could have just did a quick setup where not even de-aging stuff because you wouldn't have to de-age. Bruce Willis much like I I feel like you could have done some visual trickery there because you don't really see the kid's face but like who knows how they did that the point is it's in there and I just didn't see why it was there because mm-hmm. it's just another concept that I don't get why we're reintroducing it when anything that you need to know from Unbreakable has been at least uh, shown up the the part with the tilt world I kind of understood because I was like I guess for people who haven't seen Unbreakable They'll at least know uh, what his exact prog- pro- prognosis is because nobody really understands probably what it is unless they see it in action. And the, the scene itself is pretty silly. But at least also people who are fans of the trilogy mm-hmm. finally kind of learned why he had a cane in the first movie. Like, what was the big thing that got him the cane? I'm guessing it was that. And then, you know, the thing that got him from a cane to a wheelchair was an unbreakable. So it's like, all right. Ah! <laughs> I mean, I'm pr- that's why I'm pretty sure that the scene with him and his kid 
is just a deleted scene because they, well, maybe, I don't know, he's kind of an idiot, but M. Night Shyamalan wouldn't spend that much money on, like, de-aging and that much time just to make a scene that doesn't really matter on that. Mm-hmm. Like, he wouldn't... Yeah, that seemed to use that many matter resources. at all, really. Because it's a Joseph scene. To me, I mean, I'd have to go back and look. I do remember the tilt roll scene. I don't remember the other one. And I remember watching that scene where he's like looking at when he's sleeping. Joseph is sleeping. I remember looking and and noticing de aging effects being done. To me, it looked like it was de aged effects going on. It didn't seem real. The <coughs> color palette maybe it was like a flashback kind of color palette, but it seemed very Bruce Willis's face and the kid's face seemed digitally done. Deleted so scenes. if it was a deleted scene, they enhanced it some way. Deleted scenes but, from Unbreakable were used as flashback sequences. Yes. That's what for it says both. on Wikipedia. So I think both of them actually were from Unbreakable. I know definitely Tilt the World. But. Well, you, you, and uh, the only other flashback scene, or the only other scene I remember from the Unbreakable deleted scenes is a scene where David is crying in the shower. He's just taking a shower, and he's like just taking a shower, and then he starts to burst out crying because he's flashing back to the train. Also, it probably hurts in the shower if you think about well, it. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk about that because that's something that I disagree with all of you on. Oh, is the the water versus actual? If it's course? if it's like a physical, so you guys, as far as I know, you guys think that he is allergic to water. <laughs> but David Dunn is allergic to water. Right? I think it's a mental thing. Absolutely. Mental thing. I fully think it's a mental. You think it's allergic, He's Justin? Allergic because there's no rash. I think yeah. it's his weakness. I think it's his it's it's, it's his weakness. If it is, it's I his think weakness. that's dumb. It's and his dumb weakness. Like bad writing. Bullets are pretty universal as anybody's weakness. Well, we wouldn't know because Joseph never shot him. Bullet bounces back and hits what, Joseph what, in the what, head. What like what evidence do you guys have that? Uh, he almost drowned in the first movie. Uh, because yeah, it was one That's kid versus two. Died. Dude gets sprayed by water in that jail cell. And now he can't do anything. Yeah, Duh. Can't do mental. It's not. Nope. It's, 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 it's psychological. But that the whole point of the movie though is that it's not psychological because he wouldn't have been able to bust out of the prison then with his super strength. So okay, you're telling me his strength is not psychological, but his fear of water is hundred percent. Like well, yeah. I feel like the fear of being submerged in water would be a psychological thing, but yeah. sprayed by no, water? No, that's the same. I Wait, no, well, Andrew, it's your... I'm going to waterboard you sometime. Like, you tell me how why don't easy you, it Andrew, is to break out of me this. Um, <laughs> okay. Why is it when he gets his face pushed inside of the puddle of water, he starts dying? He's why? Had a rough <laughs> day. <laughs> He's oh wait a minute! Are all humans like that? <laughs> you've been fighting James McAvoy for a while, to no avail. But. Um, um, wait a minute! He just found out that everyone has. He does get. Tattoos. Come on! He this does get. Incre- he does get increasingly weak when water's around. It's no, mental. I don't think so. So he's gonna let himself die, like in that Not puddle. Purpose. He just is. He just. You think he'd get to a point where he's like, okay, enough with the fear factor. I, I mean, need to actually get out of this. He can like, lift about 400 pounds. Okay. That guy I'm talking was also very strong. So do you think before he knew that he was superhuman whatever, was there a day that he, like, didn't bring a raincoat with him and went out? He like takes showers. That's a deleted scene from Unbreakable. Yeah, but he, he was crying. It was tiny showers, though? No, he showered, cried because it was the. It, it was as soon as he he got home from the train accident. Said, "I'm gonna go upstairs," and then that's the next scene. But how do you know that? 
It's in the. It's in. Yeah, the but no. But how do you know that's what? Do you know that's what he was reacting to? That's yeah. all the mystery of the movie. It's in the. You don't scene. know. No, you don't he know what he's reacting. He said, "I'm gonna go upstairs." Yeah, but you don't know if he's reacting to the train crash. He's reacting to the water because it always hurts him. He always cries no, in okay. water. Okay. That is, wait, wait, it can't be serious. He's, he's, he's I'm 100 serious. He's recalling the train incident and he's crying because of that. Yes, in the shower. Because he okay. just. It train. comes off of that scene of him walking home or okay, getting home from how that. Is that mess, how's the shower messing with him psychologically? It's, it's not. not. He doesn't know that there's any. He thinks he's a normal guy. That he just survived it's, a train accident. It's when That's, he, he has no idea. He's not like. He, he, he's crying in the shower because he's thinking of the train crash, not anything to do with the water, apparently, Zach's to these guys. trying to prove his point that it's not a psychological <laughs> thing. It's psychological. It's definitely psychological. The point is, but it's it's, it's all up in the air. He's it's part, a mystery. He's part science alien. It's a mystery. <laughs> he's, he's we move on with alien. the movie, because then we have the uh, breakout scene, is when I think the movie starts picking up steam again, because we have all these side plot lines going mm-hmm. on with all the side characters from Unbreakable and Split, which I think are incredibly stupid. We have them going to the comic book store, which I'm like, why are we doing this? Which would be explained if Sam Jackson was rambling off. Well, well, Zach, go write that movie for us, and and then. DM Shyamalan. But then the part I think gets really good. He answers his DMs. I bet you. I bet you anything. He answers all of his DMs personally. Is that pretentious? When we get to the breakout scene, I think is when the movie starts picking up steam again because then Glass is going full Glass again, where he just manipulates and he's like creating scenarios. Yeah, and talking. Well, I mean, it's like, it's it's silly, but he was kind of that silly towards the end of Unbreakable anyway, so I kind of buy it, and like the whole like, oh, I'm creating a villain and a hero, and you now need to fight at the top of that building, and it's like, that part's stupid, but that's not the point, and you find it out by the end, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it kind of saved itself there. I love uh, CG uh, Philadelphia tall building they had. Yeah. <laughs> which looked incredibly every fake. Every time they brought up the building, they were like, the Osaka building, the tallest building in the city. Every time they said the, <laughs> the way they look building, into the camera. They were always like, tallest building in the city. I do love that, like, because there was a point where, you know, Sam Jackson's saying he's going to blow up that building if they don't fight on it. You have to go and stop it. And then when they don't go fight there, you're like, the building is it still blowing up because you see him do numbers earlier and everyone that's well that's what i was thinking i don't know if everyone else was thinking it but i was like that building's still gonna blow up and at one point they cut to it when all those solar panels are going i'm like are the building's gonna blow up that because that's why they're showing it. it's gonna mm-hmm. blow up it doesn't happen there ends up being this other twist we'll get to that but uh instead of fighting on the building though they start fighting on the front lawn then we have all the side characters show up and sam jackson points it out what did you think of the front lawn fight I hated the side characters with me every too. fiber of my being. Like, why were they Most there? of the movie, I did. Two, yeah, me too. Except for Casey. Uh, no, no, I hated most of Casey. I got a quick thing about Casey. What did you think of her connection to Kevin in this movie? I loved it. I did too. I Actually, loved it. I hated I the comic really book stuff. I thought yeah. that too. But I did like it. To a, I thought Stockholm Syndrome, but here's the thing. I don't think presenting Stockholm Syndrome in a movie is inherently bad. Mm-hmm. I think... Like, I don't know, like, the idea of, like, making a love story out of that, you know, people say Beauty and the Beast is an example, which I don't agree with, but, like, other movies that make it, like, a love story, I'm like, that's creepy. Here, it wasn't a love story, though. The thing is, I think she still has really complicated emotions with it, but she also sees, especially Kevin, Mm -hmm. as the person who... He's, like, the victim to the... 
Yeah, um, he's the victim. The Hedwig, she actually kind of likes because she kind of helped uh, her escape for a second anyway. And also, I think she, I mean, that person is many people to her. But another thing is that was the one that, like, that that being, the beast, is sort of the person that got her to escape from her own predicament that she thought was inescapable. Mm-hmm. I mean, she and as I mentioned in the movie, she has foster parents now. She got out of the uncle's home. We hear all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, good. I mean, we, we didn't really know what happened at the end of the split, but we're, we're glad to know that that's not going on anymore. She finally mm-hmm. was, like, uh, brave enough to just kind of do something about it and realize, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. You'll be able to do something about it. And I thought her visiting him, I mean, incredibly stupid on <laughs> the psychologist part. Like, why would you do that? But once you understand what her real purpose is, you're like, oh, I guess she's an idiot, so that makes sense. <laughs> but I liked Casey and Kevin's connection a lot. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I could understand a lot of people thinking it's creepy, I was like, I he's, totally bought it. He's ju- He was just as much a prisoner, if not more, in Split than she was. Because he's trapped... Deep in that body, he kind of chooses on purpose, to do that. though, especially well, by that, glass. Well, yeah, to find he's out. afraid. He's afraid of them, which yeah. that's just like hiding in a room under that zoo, trying to hide from the beast. He's well, just burying. He's not hiding from the beast. He's created all those. He's hiding from reality. He created all those personalities to defend him. That's why they're like it's not just the horde. It's every personality is like we have to defend Kevin first. Mm-hmm. But the horde is like taking charge, and they're like, "No, you're doing it the wrong way." Like, you don't want to kill people to do it. And so, I think... Because even, like, the one girl who's, like, trying to seduce the one, like, asylum worker. And it's, like, it's him, but, like, I can't remember the girl's name. Jade. Jade, yeah. Like, she switches sides, she talks about. But, like, she's, like, we have to do it to protect Kevin. Like, so it's even her motivation changes to do it, you know. Or Dennis changes. He still has to protect Kevin, but he can't kill people anymore. Like, so it is... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a bunch of them, didn't, didn't they say, like, half of them, like, a lot the more or something? Because it was originally just the three, and then now they were set up to seven or eight. Yeah. So there was, like, I don't know, the bro, Jade, and then maybe, like, one of the history guys, but I don't know. Anyway. Um, but they have the big fight on the lawn, and we're cutting to a lot of random shots of, like, I didn't think it was filmed too well, and then we kept... Cut into shots of what looked like security camera footage that really only worked until the ending. Like, see, the, uh, this whole ending is such a kind of weird feelings I have about it because of stuff I was thinking it was going in, the direction I thought it was going in, and then the direction it did go in that I was like, I like that direction, but why the weird misstep there that almost ruined the whole movie? And the fight itself, I mean, was fine. I don't think it was as good as the first fight, which is too bad. And uh, probably because they kept cutting those side characters. I'm like, why are we doing yeah. this? The whole part where Bruce Willis like escapes from his cell is really cool because it's like that kind of takes me back to Unbreakable when he kind of has this big like realization point again, kind of refinding himself almost, mm-hmm. and he crashes through that door. And they're playing some really good like there's some good score to this movie, which I'm like, this is a movie score where like it really wants me to like this movie like the score is like please just like going crazy on the instruments like please just just like the movie and i'm like i i want to but i can't (laughs) i don't don't understand she's trying to convince them that they aren't special and that they don't have powers but he's already lifted over 400 pounds he's already done all this stuff I, i 
I I bought that just because it's like that kind of shit like happens and even then like when he lifted the car when he was a high schooler he kind of let it left leave his mind he never remembered it ever again because he was just like i don't know that was just like a lucky moment and he probably thought that and you could be convinced of that adrenaline Uh, yeah exactly like (laughs) that happens all the time you always hear about like oh i ran over my kid he lifts up the car and i always think why are these moms hitting their kids all the time (laughs) like but like you hear about those extraordinary stories and it, he probably could have been convinced it was just one of those. Well, I thought, you know, when, when they're on the same room and she's kind of interviewing all of them, you know, psychoanalyzing all three of them, I thought that scene, it started, some parts of it were really cool, but her involvement, like, the, the direction of it, the motivation of that scene, like, the way he was writing it to, like, get them to doubt themselves and their powers and also the audience, too, like, was super weak. So there's strong elements of the scene, but the motivation behind the scene itself was really weak. Her argument mm-hmm. was like, every time she said anything, it wasn't the acting, it was like the actual words. I'm like, no, no, that's dumb. Like, It's not even just that we saw him lift 400 pounds and no one else saw him lift 400 pounds. It's just like, her argument was weak. And it's yeah. like, yeah. I know Bruce Willis's character from Breakable, he would be like, I've been doing this for 20 years, lady. <laughs> like, you're half my age. I've been like, come on, you know? Yeah. Maybe for... I think that that would have worked a lot stronger on Kevin and the Horde. That makes sense to me that they would doubt, especially after fighting and kind of losing to David Dunn. Well, even the examples she used, like one of them was like, oh, you saw videos of world-class rock climbers and some can climb without like handholds. Mm-hmm. And then I was like... The whole... So... climbed on the ceiling. Yeah, One of the explanations possible. I thought was okay, and I was, like, kind of liking it at first, and I was like, oh, is this... Maybe everything was in our minds the whole time, was when she said to Bruce Willis, like, are you sure you just didn't see the red dust on his pants, and you knew he was going to be at the red brick factory? And That's I was like, I was like, I was oh my like. god. But then they started doing all the ones for the horde, because he was like, I bent those bars. I was like, yeah, what the hell? He bent bars. Like, what are you talking about? He's exactly. like, she's like, those bars were very old. I'm like, bullshit. Like, are you serious? You got like, shot twice. Like, <laughs> some yeah. people can do that. You got shot twice. It's like, well, that was a ve- that was a broken shotgun. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh. and he's like, point blank range. And I'm like, mm-hmm. exactly. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, you are right. Like, her reasoning it, was stupid. It there. seemed like a desperate <laughs> attempt at his writing. Like his. His writing was a desperate attempt, I thought, you know. Which is too bad, because that first explanation for Bruce Willis, I was like, I like where they're going with this. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to totally convince us that these aren't really superheroes. And then she started talking about the other guy, and I was like, Jesus, never mind. Like, that, she's just wrong. And that kind of took that whole suspense out, because even when, like, Bruce Willis escapes, I'm like, yeah, great scene. I like the mm-hmm. music and the way it's shot and done, but there's really no excitement here because we we already know this we already know he Mm -hmm. still has the superpower because it was kind of ruined earlier she didn't really sell us that they're not superheroes and we have that final fight and you know it's just kind of going the normal direction of what we think that fight would go and then you find out that oh there's this big twist now uh oh spoilers anybody still listening (laughs) Mm -hmm. but uh Kevin Wendell Crumb's father was on the train. He was also on the train. And the train that derailed with Bruce Willis, that glass had initiated. Excellent uh, shot recreation, too, there of him mm-hmm. on the train. They back the camera up, move it over to the uh, on the chair, and instantly cut to the original footage from Unbreakable. Which they went to like with that, that same pan between the seats. 
Which they yeah. started backing up, and I was like, well, how are they going to do this without it looking really ugly and awkward with, like, having mm-hmm. to recreate in CG? But then I realized when they passed the chair, I was like, oh, they don't have to do that. They could just cut it, because, mm-hmm. like, it's just... It they was they awkward already had... CG until they went behind the scenes. When they were backing it up, yeah. But, like, like when they she didn't... was walking down the aisle, you could tell it was recreated. Yeah, but they didn't, but... like, have to CG Bruce Willis in there, because it's mm-hmm. just the original footage. I was like, oh, yeah. well, that's really... That was... And it's almost like that's... The original shot was set up like that. It's like, wow, that made it really easy for them. Nice. Yeah. And I... What'd you guys think of that twist? Because I thought... That was good. It was really good. So... I, 75% of it was incredible. I really, I was like, oh, cool. Like, this makes sense. Split my, you know, when I thought, I'm like, oh, it's unique that they had the And I didn't see it coming either, actually. The only thing I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Is when they show him sit down and he has a DID book in his hand. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that mean he was a DID psychologist or something? No, I think it means that he was looking into his son's disorder. But his son didn't develop DID until his mom abused him. It was a defense mechanism. Oh, yeah. So how would he have it if the dad was still in the picture? Maybe, I mean, could have had an early form of some rare case of some blah, Maybe? M. Night Shyamalan writing. I, I don't know. It was the like, most unexplained I mean, and stupid thing. I thought it thing. said that the mom was already abusing Kevin, but the dad Could was be. there to, like, pre- protect him a little bit. Yeah. It just got well, worse after he left. Okay. That part sounds familiar. So he could have, okay. like, developed another personality or two. So, like, mm-hmm. just a couple extra. Kind of like, I don't know if you've read the book Sybil, Mm-mm. but that's another book about a ex- really extreme case of DID. It's fictional. But she was abused, and she had a couple personalities. Mm-hmm. And then, like, later in her life, the trauma came back, and she developed, like, a bunch more. So it could okay. have been like that. It, it's still... It, it could be... It still seems like a stretch, though, that, like, he would be like, I'm gonna read this giant... This mm-hmm. giant-ass textbook instead of asking my wife, like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. Are you abusing our kid? <laughs> you know? Yo, but, hun. Um... I don't know. <laughs> so that, that was a stretch, but it is less of a stretch if they had acknowledged it firsthand. So the rest of it, yeah, super good. I loved it. I loved that that was like a twist. It was totally cool. I think it even I adds. thought Mr. Glass's reaction and most of his acting. I love, I really do love Sam Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of his acting in this was pretty bad. Yeah, it did seem... Uh, borderline silly at times and i mean that part when it's revealed i'm like that makes it really interesting for him because even like he says it's like i made both the hero and the villain i'm like that is Mm -hmm. so interesting but then he like you know kevin comes and does his signature uh move which is like the backwards hug and like you know messes up his bones and uh then he's on the ground dying and i thought that whole part silly where his mom comes he's like oh mama and i'm like jesus <laughs> I, I, he did the backwards hug thing and split, mm-hmm. and I liked it once because it was like his the first time the beast had been exposed, you know. And it's but terrifying then, the way they shot it. But then he does it again, and he does it to the asylum worker, and then I didn't like it, and I was like, "All right, if he's already like we've seen him fight Bruce Willis, he's already grabbed him, like why is like I get it, it could be a signature move, but it takes so long for him to kill people, it shouldn't take them that long. I'm like, why don't he?" D- why doesn't he do something cool like, like, punch through him? Like that would be cool. <laughs> grab I, his spine or something. I want like to see predator. like in a movie someone just grab a guy's head and then just like whip him around from the head and just like whip his body around. <laughs> yeah, I guess that exceeds their budget, but cool. like, I don't know. Like, yeah, in the first movie, it's like it's terrifying because it's like you only see like her reaction and you see his like veins popping. You don't even see his face, and it's just like, oh, this is like 
freaky. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just die this way. Someone mm-hmm. hugs you from the back. And then they do it like three times in this movie. But, and and like, he does it to glass, and it takes crazy long. It's glass. <laughs> His thing is he breaks. Like, he should just look at him hard enough, and he'll die. Yeah. Like, oh! Like, oh, Jesus. Here goes the yell again. Uh, yeah. But... Okay, and then you find out. Uh, okay, so then randomly all these SWAT team people come in, start shooting up the place, and before they finish off, Bruce Willis, Sarah Paulson's like, "Did I at least almost get to you?" And it's like, I don't, I don't. Based on her acting, I don't know if she's being good or bad or what is her emotion right now. I don't even know what she thinks of all this. I guess she wants to save them at least if she can try. I guess that's why they give her the time to. I, I don't know why they gave her 20 years for glass, but what the point is, okay. And then you find out all oh, these, these four leaf clovers. And I was like, what's going on? And there was a part of me that was like, okay, four leaf clovers. If they just end the movie here, and it leads to something else. I'm like, fine. But how dare you bring back Bruce Willis after 20 years? We've been waiting to see this. I mean, people from Love Unbreakable have been waiting to see this. Give him two lame-ass fights and then kill him off this way. I'm like, yeah. how dare you? Yeah, Are you effing that. serious? I thought all of them were kind of killed in a really like disgraceful way. I bought Mr. Glasses at least just because it was Kevin who did it and you just found out he killed his father and I was like, okay, that's mm-hmm. traditional. That's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, justice being served. As for Kevin just getting shot, I was like, really? Like, that's what did him in? Like, in the last movie, a bullet bounced off him. I guess he wasn't the beast at that mm-hmm. point, but yeah. like, that was kind of lame. I liked how he died, not the multiple personalities, but just, you know, when it was him and Casey. Just Kevin and Casey, that was fine. But Bruce Willis's face being put inside of a puddle, and that's, like, it for him. I'm like, are you serious? We're not even going to get to see Bruce Willis's face as he's dying. This is just it. 20 years, this is what we get. Are you kidding me? Yeah. In a puddle. And then then they're cutting to them, you know, because you got to meet up in a restaurant and wait for all the correct people to leave, and then you can start talking. I'm like, that is an interesting idea that once you see it on film, it looks stupid. Like, <laughs> this doesn't work. Like, I mean, there's so many plot holes there, but the point is, I, I'm, I'm keeping with you, M. Night. I want to know where this is going. There was a big part of me that thought, holy, he's he's going to combine all his movies, isn't he? All every these, every single movies. movie has been the same universe this whole time. And all the four, le- the four leaf clover is like his underground uh, society that knows about all these incidents going on. But no, they don't do that. Instead, they're just trying to stop superheroes. <laughs> Airbending water. <laughs> Waterbending. Holy shit. <laughs> I hated that. What, yeah, what do you think of... The Secret Society being introduced, I thought, was rushed. But their ideas, I didn't think were bad. Especially if we're going back to the unbreakable real-world terms. It was so late in the game. Yeah. It left more questions that are never going to be answered. And it was one of those things that I don't think it could have been possible for them to introduce earlier. Because in any case, you're going to ruin the idea but just their existence i'm like oh that's interesting but how do you fit this in to a movie like this i don't i don't really know but the way you did it seemed kind of like the worst way to do it also, honestly do you really need to go to a public place yeah i don't know exactly yeah. like just really <laughs> and just wait for people believe <laughs> it's funny you make it seem reading? like a super secret society it's funny because i kept putting them you know, in rows you know what would be just fire. as inconspicuous have a game night and order a pizza 
You're just friends. Wouldn't it be hilarious yeah, if true. somebody, like, when they're talking all serious, someone else, like, walk into the restaurant and they have to, like, uh, like get back to, like, yeah. eating, acting normal that just again? sounds like a lot more work. <laughs> Can someone lock that That's door? A lot of people do. There's, like, rent 30 people. That's rent a party hard. room. We've been doing this for 10,000 years. Is that what they said? Or thousands of years? Thousands or that was like. I mean, it was an interesting idea, but like the way it panned out, I was like, this is not the way to do this. Um, however, the whole idea of killing Bruce Willis was only saved by the like actual final twist. By the way, this is like the fourth twist in now because. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, technically, the first one is Sam Jackson uh, switching out that thing that messed up his mind. Number two was him being the real killer of Ken- Kevin Wendell's father. Mm-hmm. Number three was uh, Four Leaf Clover Society, uh, or bullshit. And uh, yeah. number four was the final twist, which was yeah. Sam Jackson uploaded everything online. And that explains why everything was shot from security camera angles. Because I, I thought, oh, well, now I get why they were shooting in the movie like that. Now it makes more sense towards the end. And him dying felt more satisfactory then. Because I was like, okay, he's dying for a cause then. Letting the whole world know these people are out there. Mm-hmm. And now this four-leaf clover society can't do anything about it. And even though I don't really want these three side characters together, they they cut to a scene from Unbreakable real quick. And I was just like, oh, that made me sad. I was like, oh, that's... Because then they, it, they show him older. And then, you know, they're all just sitting there in the train station. And the whole world, it starts getting bigger and bigger. And there's more TVs. And I'm like, oh, that's... I mean, (laughs) because I hated those three characters so much. I liked parts of Casey, but I hated the way that they were put in for the weird comic book part of it. Yeah, I hated that what they're trying to do there with the connection. It's just I think they're trying to do like what any comic book does with supporting characters within a comic book. It was too comic booky. As Sam Jackson brilliantly points out at one point, I think overall, like what I noticed is that this movie feels like. A bad Black Mirror episode. It feels like a, the lower spectrum of Black Mirror. I haven't seen Black Mirror, but you I believe you. It. It's so good. It's not even on the same level. Yeah, Black Mirror is good. I just. I remember being really disappointed that all three of them had to die, though. Yeah, that's just. I I really would have rather not seen Bruce Willis especially die. Yeah, but I was like, waiting for him to like start like like. You see him also like he coughs or something, and then that's like the last scene. Yeah. Batman v Superman, his grave dirt starts flying in the air. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Starts- <laughs> water. water starts water bending. You I see an arrow on his bald forehead. <laughs> I don't think they even killed any of the secret society guys, which was super lame. No, they just kind of show that like they're just like shit, and I'm like, yeah. Um, are you in trouble now? Because no one really knows who you mm-hmm. are. Like, so are you gonna try to stop this? I don't know. It like makes it. I just thought. All of those ideas were super interesting. Like, the way she tried to get them to believe that they weren't real. Or the way that uh, they have a secret society that's trying to kill off superheroes because they don't want people to evolve. I'm like, that's... All this stuff's interesting. But it's surrounded by a weird movie that, one, has to reintroduce characters that we don't need so much reintroduction to. Has little to no screen time for a lot of characters we wanted to see and three tries to keep throwing out connections that aren't really there i do not understand what they were trying to do with casey and bruce willis's son they went to the same school they're at the same comic book store i'm like cool what's the point like 
oh, they're in the same town. I'm like, I know that. This is Philadelphia. We know that. We know that. It's Shyamalan. Like, I don't know. Overall, I thought the movie was not really a mess, just kind of a boring mess. <laughs> no, no. It was... Just a disappointment. It was just boring. I didn't think it was boring. I didn't think it was boring either. I thought it was. It was I was, I was in just it, really disappointed. But I was also in, in it because like I knew there was there's a certain point where I'm like this can't can't be redeemed really, um, and it didn't get worse. It just was like stayed the steady kind of stagnant feel throughout it. So I I would put this on level with the happening, which I did not hate, um, but it's definitely not his first four movies good. Or split by that means. If I was to rank it, I would put it. Um, I would rank it higher than After Earth. Probably higher than The Happening, but around the same place as The Happening. I haven't seen Girl in the Water or Lady in the Water. I think that one would probably be above. But. I, I I guess just because I haven't seen a lot of the bad M Night movies. I this one is my least favorite I've seen so far, but it's like yeah, if I watch those other ones, I'm probably gonna like them less. Cause this one still had a lot of good ideas, and like I said, there's times where, I mean, the cinematography is not where it was for the last two movies. Weirdly yeah. enough, I thought this was kind of awfully shot at times, but there's so many good ideas and like, and the music especially. It's like the, all that stuff really made me want to like this movie. The music especially, I was like. I like the score and mm-hmm. the and bringing back a lot of the motifs from the last two movies, but man, I, I I wasn't expecting much. But then the stuff that they were showing in there, I was like, well, that's better than what I thought mm-hmm. they were gonna do. Why is this bad movie surrounding it? Like, yeah. get that all. Just have this be a fifteen minute movie of good ideas for what a third yeah. movie could have been. I'm like, then I I would have loved that. Did uh. I, I'm a little disappointed they didn't throw in, even though I don't like it, but those, like, the drum beat, that little, that drum score from, from Unbreakable. Unbreakable that they use in Split. Like, I don't like it, but I'm kind of like, why did they take it out for Glass? I they, feel like that would have been, like, the last tie-in thing to do. They really were close to having it, because for a sec, you hear the piano part, the dun, 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 you know, mm-hmm. like, when Glass is talking in that microphone, and you're like... Oh, here comes the score, and then they don't play it. Yeah. The yeah, like that is such a two thousand score it thing. Is. By it the way. Which I like good. it, but it's it's just like <laughs> it feels like you went through the bother to put it in split. Why would you not go the rest of the way? I re- I wish they would have since, especially since Split, the music from Split. Which by the way, this the same guy did the score for mm-hmm. Split and this, and James Newton Howard did. Unbreakable. So there is that divide, but a lot of the music from Split is in this movie. A lot of the themes, like I almost, I think the two main themes from Split are both in this movie in their like complete form. Mm. And Unbreakables is like half there. Yeah. And that theme is know. probably more well known. So it's like they went like what they did with Avengers: Infinity War. Like they took the main theme, but then broke it down to just like the bare piano with the minor chords in it. You know, for mm-hmm. the end of, and it's like. What are you trying to do here, Shyamalan? Are you trying to be Avengers? But anyway, do you guys no have like Avengers. a for where what Shyamalan movies you have seen? Can you quick in your mind rank the Shyamalan movies? Oh man, I I'll do it while you guys think about it. All right, <laughs> go ahead. All right, so Split is number one. Probably Signs is number two. 
but closely tied with Unbreakable. So either Signs or Unbreakable is number two or three. Uh, the Village, um, The Sixth Sense, probably this one, Glass, and then After Earth. No, The Happening, After Earth, The Visit. I haven't seen very many shows. I don't know where Lady in the Water is, and I won't watch Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> okay, so Split, Unbreakable, Massive Gap. <laughs> And then signs. What else have I seen? The village. The have you seen the village? Village. The happening. And then another massive gap. And the visit. Lady in the water and um, Avatar. You hated the visit that much. <laughs> massive gap. So it's basically the same as Miles. Only you had major gaps in it. <laughs> My only major gap was like after the oh, village. Oh, after probably. Earth. Sorry, after Earth and then Avatar. You seen okay. both of those? Yep. I haven't seen very many. No wonder why you hate Shyamalan. You've still seen a lot though. You've seen more than most. <laughs> well, he only has like four good movies. My ranking, very I guess, would be like four. Split, Unbreakable, uh, Six Sense, Signs. After Earth and then Last Airbender. <laughs> you haven't seen the the, seen the village. village? No. Um, I've seen Scary Movie okay. Four, which makes fun of the village. It's true. It does mm-hmm. most of it. <laughs> uh, Unbreakable, Split, Sixth Sense, The Visit, and Glass. Yeah, that's all I've seen for Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't seen. I haven't even seen Signs. I'm way behind. You haven't. I have. I have the movie. I've been meaning to watch it. Yeah, I just. I got. I got to get to it. I was gonna ask it. if I could borrow that one also. But yeah, that's that's class twenty nineteen. Yeah. Real quick, also, I like that it ended on a trilogy. It did not sequel bait anything. It's like I mean, you you could you could make something. (laughs) I guess made bad decisions. This movie is making tons of money, so there is a huge chance that they're just like, hey, make another one. He's like, all right, but Joseph. Almost nothing. Call it Joseph. But like, but it killed glasses. It killed everybody. <laughs> Lady Glass. <laughs> I think I think it's done though, which I was surprised. Like they actually, it's rare you see that. He's just gonna name it, like Shyamalan, <laughs> the security guy. <laughs> the security guy. We can just, just call it the B team, and then it's just the supporting characters. Yeah. <laughs> the B, the B roll footage. <laughs> so Hunter, you got a game? I do. I do have a game to end our episode. Um, since we are uh, recording two episodes tonight. No, we're not, I guess. Um, Week after. This is the second episode recorded today. We couldn't do uh, another Last Movie on Earth segment, so I decided to do a short game show part. Um, And so we're going to play a game of Save or Kill. You may have remembered us doing Save or Kill with actors in the past, where we would pit one actor against another... And then someone would have to save one, meaning killing the other. And that, you know, that any movie that the actor had been in was gone. But instead of doing actors, we're doing something different. We are going to play Save or Kill with 2019 releases. So you get to choose between two movies. One movie will never come out this year. (laughs) So, Chloe, you're going first. All right. Your 
I tried to like kind of set these up so there would be somewhat of a climax for each of you. Um, the first one, Chloe, um, you have to choose. If you had to save one, uh-huh. if it meant killing the other, uh-huh. it's gone forever. Captain Marvel versus Godzilla, King of Monsters. I know what answer he wants me to give. I mean, the Godzilla one kind of looks good, though. It does look good. Better than Captain Marvel, I think. I haven't seen the trailer. Well, I that's... I think I would kill Captain Just from Marvel. thumbnails alone. You'd kill Captain Marvel? No, I'd kill Captain I think that's Marvel. the right choice. Holy. <laughs> what would you guys have done? Captain Marvel. Save it. Save it? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the Godzilla movies, but it looks better. Honestly. Godzilla looks better. I might save Godzilla, honestly. That looks way cooler. I'm sorry. Do you have that one on Blu-ray? I have the new... Yeah, I mean to watch it. I just gotta watch it. I Work just got... They just texted me. I don't have work tomorrow. Oh, nice. Dude, if you guys are around and just want to binge movies, hit me up. I'm done at two. I work at 11, and I'm sure I won't work long. Alright, we should... We could watch some movies tomorrow. Um, Alright, Zach, you're next. If you had to save one, if it meant killing the other, would you rather save Dark Phoenix or Suicide Squad 2? X-Men, I should say, Dark Phoenix. There's a I'm saving Suicide Squad 2. Correct. Are you serious? Yeah. I'd, Good lord. I'm done with the Fox. You're not done with Suicide Squad? <laughs> Suicide I, I, Squad I, I, 2 I, I, isn't even be... Mi- well, okay, but... <laughs> I think that with James Gunn, it could do good. See, I think the first Suicide Squad was fun. Not a great movie, but it was fun. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I loved First Class and I loved Days of Future Past, but mm-hmm. Apocalypse just put like a bad taste in my mouth. And I yeah. don't think this one. Will Half of it was better. horrible. And I don't think I fell asleep. Apocalypse yeah. ruined like the whole thing for me. I agree. That movie sucked. After Days of Future Past, which is like one of the best like superhero movies ever. Mm-hmm. How could you follow that up with Apocalypse? Ap- apocalypse, yeah. And then, and then they keep it going too. Like, no, don't make another one. Yeah, be done. They, they're not done with the. And then they're like, we're 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 doing a remake of X Men: The Last Stand. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, not only that, they've already done this story. And they're like, well, and I'm like, okay, well, you know what? They messed it up. I mean, I thought X- Last Stand's fine, but I'm like, you know, people didn't like it. They messed it up. I'm like, so uh, give it to someone different so they could change it. It's like, we're, we're giving it to the same guy who wrote X-Men The Last Stand and we're having him direct <laughs> this time. I'm like, who makes the decisions over there? Like, who is this? Who is this guy? Like, who's like, that, yeah. Like, the guy who messed it up. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe it wasn't the writer's there fault. There was, uh, I was listening to a podcast and they, they were talking about a director who tweeted, it might have been Edgar Wright, but some director tweeted out that there is a, Movie being released in 2019. I read that. that everyone tweet. will see that will be god awful, and everyone thinks it's Dark. Phoenix. Everyone thinks it's Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I read that tweet too, and that, that everyone kept saying it's like it's got to be Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I couldn't imagine a world where Dark Phoenix could <laughs> what if possibly be what that if bad. Just tweeted out after it, that movie came on. Just uh, was just like told you. <laughs> well, I watched the teaser. The teaser doesn't look bad to me. It doesn't, but it looks it serious. But if you think about it, Apocalypse. Apocalypse didn't look bad. It's true, and it's like uh, all I thought Apocalypse looked bad. I I well, he he looked cheesy. Not just him. I thought like overall, I'm like, what's going I on? I honestly here? thought Oscar Isaac was gonna be the, the saving grace of that movie, and he somehow managed to be the worst part. And mm-hmm. like, you are like my favorite actor currently. Like, I mm-hmm. seriously, and I, just, I hate how like Fassbender, his character of Magneto is always like 
the same predicament. Like he's it's always the same story he always, over and over again. He always yeah. goes off and like lives secluded, and then he has to come back for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same t- same thing every time. It's like, and then after Apocalypse, it's like, oh, now we're good buddies, and now we're going to be living at the same place. From the Dark Phoenix trailer, it kind of looks like they're split up again. And I'm like, well, yeah, and I know, because if we're following the timeline, which this mm-hmm. movie series never does, you know, this movie takes place in the 90s. 90s. We're, we're getting pretty close yeah. to 2000 right now. Yeah. which before everyone's <laughs> supposed to look like Patrick Stewart. Which, granted, and... X-Men opens yeah, up yeah. with saying that this is in the near future, but still, that's only mm-hmm. a couple years, give or take. The point yeah. is... I, I know at some point they split up again, but they're also starting to have to look like Ian McKellen, and he does not yeah, look like... I can forgive that that's different actors. It's kind of like... Yeah. like if, if you're not, like... If you keep up with it like we do, I think, like, you know enough that, like, it's leading up to that. For someone, like, if our parents, for some reason, were trying to watch through them all, maybe they'd be a little bit more confused. But I, I can forgive that. It's more of, like, they, they did... Days of Future Past is arguably the most, like famous x-men comic of all time the second most famous comic x-men comic of all time is the dark phoenix storyline yeah. mm-hmm. so i mean they only went through the apocalypse because that's the most famous tv show segment that they ever went through but like that's not he's not a comic character so i think they're just trying to hit all their heavy hitters and they're like let's try and fix dark phoenix i don't know i'll see it I, right, I'll, I'll see, see Suicide Squad too, but I'd rather I'll, see I'll, Dark I'll drop Suicide Squad too. I'd rather see Dark Phoenix just because I like you X-Men. That wasn't your question. Uh, you, I, we're all kind of saying what we think. <laughs> Alright, Justin. Ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, so we killed Dark Phoenix. Yep. That's gone. It's not coming out. Yep. I'm, I'm actually okay with it. So, Justin, if you had to save one, if it meant killing the other, would you rather save uh, Scorsese's The Irishman or, uh, the Terminator, I guess, the Deadpool guy. <laughs> By Deadpool guy? Yeah. Oh. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought you were going to say. And, uh, <laughs> Lin- Linda Hamilton? Yeah, I know, she's and coming back. The kid. Is this T6 or 7? This is the 6th one, but, but this it's... is going back to the 2nd one. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a trilogy to the first three. Right? Two. I think first they're... two, I think. I only. I think it's even ignoring Rise of the Machines. Cause yeah, yeah, that's Rise of I mean. the Machines technically messed everything up. It's going. It's yeah. it's because it's being produced by, um, by James Cameron. He bought the rights to Terminator back, and he's it's gonna not be even a bought him back. He got him back actually. Yeah. Like he didn't even have to pay for them. He just like, got legally him. got him back. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's awesome. supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, uh... Three, five, and. Or whatever, three, four, and five. I I don't know. You know, actually, to be honest, though, I I I was so hyped for Terminator Five, time travel and everything, going back to the eighties, and the movie let me down so much that it kind of. I I want to see more Terminator movies, but it kind of just I I'm not like so excited to see another one. I'd rather see that Irishman movie because mm-hmm. one, it's gonna be just on Netflix, so I don't have to pay shit for it. It's just gonna be at <laughs> yeah. home, and it's gonna be easy to see. And two, Joe Pesky back on the screen. Yeah. Like that is the cast. only reason I really want to see it. Like De Niro, the, yeah, De Niro's Pesci, in it, and uh, is Pacino in that one? Pacino, I think. I think he's, I think he's like the second lead. Yeah, and but yeah. the one thing that really kept Wait, me going with it is that a, Joe Pesky is gonna be working. He hasn't been in a movie in like Joe so Pesci? long. Yeah, and it's gonna be teaming up with Scorsese again. I'm like, yeah, that what means. What was the last movie he was in? I can't even think. It seems like it. I mean, <laughs> honestly, and I will love to see his foul mouth on the screen again, working mm-hmm. with Scorsese. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> he's still alive, even. 
uh, uh, he's just not around, so everyone thinks he's dead. I would think. I mean, come on. Did you got one for your? Do you got more? Or do you got? I don't one? have one for myself. I, I, got, I, I do have more. I got. I got. Okay, I got yeah, three for each of you. Because I, I got one for, for you. Oh, too sweet. If, if I don't say it, then you give it to me. All right, Chloe. Um, if it meant if you had to, so this one is more not so much for you, but because you're going to be pitting Zach against Justin, <laughs> and you have to decide. Um, if you had to save one, if it meant killing the other, would you rather save Toy Story Four or The Lion King? I'm already gonna kill Toy Story Four. Really? Automatically. Over the line. Unnecessary. I didn't. I think it is unnecessary. Did you did you pick Toy Story four for me? No, or for her because you would probably want Toy Story four and he'd want the Lion King. I, I kind of don't care about. I didn't know which one to give. I'd rather have Toy Story four, but like I could care less about it. Oh okay. Like it was easier than I thought it was gonna be. I thought you'd be arguing (laughs) with each other. Like why are they continuing that? There's no point. Like. You've, you're done. Mm-hmm. Sure, you you're are right. Done. You're absolutely right. They were doing short films. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, bring them back in short films. Why make a movie? Are you serious? <laughs> that just, honestly, Pixar, they've made money-hungry decisions before. <laughs> Cars 2 and Cars 3 are brilliant examples. Toy Story 4 seems like such a begging for cash move. I can't believe it. I'm like, why? Okay, cool. Well, But Lion King looks yeah. like shit. I'm not <laughs> like what I, they do not need to do. Uh, hey, look, we, we we got a copy of the Lion King and we're just drawing over the lions, <laughs> the lions. Like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, it's just the same thing. I want it. Well, you want it. I mean, I, I love Lion King in 4K. I'm, I'm excited for it. I didn't see the Jungle Book, but anything John Favreau does. I mean, I'm John really Favreau is, is the only so. selling point of it for me. Really? Not, not the fact that it's Lion King. Like, why? <laughs> I like Lion King. I'm saying I don't right want to see a live action you Lion King. See There's Zach. No point. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? Come come July, be prepared. Zach's tattoo got a little warm. We'll, we'll be there. <laughs> did you tat- did you see what I said? Zach's there? Lion King tattoo started glowing. <laughs> Justin just levitated out of his seat. All right, next one. Um, Zach. If you had to save one, meaning killing the other, would you rather save Shazam or the Joker? Ooh. Yikes. That's a toughie. This is a toughie. Just for you. I already know like how Shazam's gonna be. And I don't know anything about the Joker really. Like I I kinda stopped following it. Cause I hate that the Joker exists. Yeah. But, but it could be. Joaquin Phoenix took the role right after having two amazing indie movies this year. That means it's got to be great. It's Todd Phillips, so it kind of has that going against it, but I've been what defending else, Hangover Trilogy. Oh. Yeah, so it's kind of like he's done comedies before, but I've been on the defense of him since the beginning because I'm like, mm-hmm. if you watch Hangover 3 and take out all the comedy and the fact that it's Hangover 3, that is a great, great crime thriller, honestly. It would probably uh, have a lot of side characters and go on for too long. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not criticizing Tarantino. He would never do it. I I, I would kill off that. I, I Honestly, I'm more excited for the Shazam movie just because I've oh, seen the trailer. And I think the look of the Shazam movie just looks so great so far. Probably for the same reason that I saved Suicide Squad. Save Shazam? Yeah. Just because okay. I feel like these movies are gonna save it. Well, not necessarily Suicide Squad, but Shazam and Aquaman are probably gonna save this. 
<laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> well, I mean, the I Joker's so. in it, though, so it's not like... I mean, I suppose it's not up to either of them. It, Shazam, maybe. I don't know. I do want to see Shazam, but more because I think it's going to be just... I really hope Sinbad like has a slap, a slapstick Sinbad. fun. I really hope he has a cameo in it or I mean, some but thing quick. Sinbad. The Joker, oh, okay. Shazam. Like Shazam, like the movie that he was yeah. apparently in. I think that the Joker will be... I'm more excited now. I think it'll be... After I've been thinking about it because of Joaquin Phoenix, like, him being the Joker doesn't, like, sound good to me. Um, maybe, like, four or five years ago it would have. But because he just did two crazy good indie movies this year and then he's doing this unless it's a money grab like he i i couldn't see joaquin phoenix reading the script like yeah and like if he was like yeah i'm not doing this like if it was dumb like if he did it it's gotta be a good script well de niro's part of it too yeah robert de niro's in it in the joker movie he's in it he is in the that. movie, and uh, Martin Scorsese's producing it. It yeah. has a lot of good things going for it. The one okay. thing I would say is that people p- people would argue Todd Phillips is the one thing, okay. but I argue that he can make a good movie because I said underneath Hangover Three is an amazing crime movie. I'm just saying, and that's gonna. I bet you take that style and cinematography into a Joker movie. Maybe it'd yeah, be, it great. be a great, like gritty underground Gotham City. Movie. Yeah, and then that's a movie that no one asked for because no one really wants a Joker origin. Where did the Joker come from? It's like, that's like asking where Yoda came from. Where did Yoda come from? Exactly. I go All right, <laughs> cool. Uh, next one, Justin. <clears throat> if you had to save one, meaning killing the other, would you rather save Zombieland two or the Lego Movie two? I say this one because like Zombie only goes back for me. Because uh, it's like I could. That's another thing I could really care less about Lego Movie too. Really? And the trailer. I thought you love Lego. I movie did, so and much. I I did, and that's the thing. I'm like, and I was done with it. I said they were doing the spinoff movies, and I'm like, that's great. Do a Lego Batman movie. Do Lego Ninja. Even though it didn't turn out great, like that. Do spinoffs. Mm-hmm. And then they did the sequel, and the trailers really haven't been doing it for me. Zombie Land Two. I mean, I kind of need to know. They haven't come out with anything about that. The one thing is, I know Woody Harrelson's going to do it, but the only thing that will keep me in it is if Emma Stone, Jesse Eisenberg, and Abigail Breslin actually all come back, because I need to see all four of them. That's what made that first movie great. Yeah. And I already heard Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are apparently in it. Apparently they're both going to be in it. Well, so Bill Murray would have to be a zombie. zombie. They're going to be like zombies, but they're going to apparently be in the movie. That's what I heard. That's I, awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. and I hear that they also cast some different side characters. I forgot who it was exactly, but they have other people cast. I just read up about. I'd want Zombieland too because I've honestly been kind of wanting a sequel to that for years. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I, I like those characters. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's been ten years. Like, and Lego Movie. I that was one where I just was kind of done. I'm like. They kind of did everything in that first movie. They did so much in that first movie. They, I, How much more can they do? The direction of Lego Movie 2 is interesting because they're kind of making a Mad Max movie. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. But 
the whole plot synopsis of which I'm kind of cheating here because I don't know anything about Zombieland Two, but the plot synopsis of Lego Movie oh, Two I being can, I can tell you the plot for Zombieland Two. Oh, is there gonna be zombies? Oh, gonna be zombies, <laughs> but there's also gonna be another group of survivors. Yeah, I and know. then Jesse Eisenberg's gonna get jealous because there's a hot guy that Emma Stone might fall for, and mm. then Emma Stone's gonna be like, "You're an idiot," and then they're gonna split up, and then. You're spoiling the movie with common (laughs) cliches. Lego Movie 2 annoyed me was because in the trailer it shows that all the characters get captured except for Emmett, and I'm like, oh, that kind of annoys me. Mm -hmm. I hate when movies do that. Chris Pratt gets to partner up with Chris Pratt. Did you see that? I did not realize that that's also Chris Pratt. Is that also Chris Pratt? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's smart. Well, do you know it's making fun of Chris Pratt, too? Yeah, no, I, I kind of get space that. Cowboy. I kind of get that now. <laughs> like, yeah, that's totally... Cowboy, archaeologist! That's yeah. making fun. He's both his doofy character and now his, like, traditional action character. No, yeah, that's... Man. That's smart, actually. It, isn't I know, it, it weird smart. that they mention archaeologist and he hasn't played an archaeologist yet? Yeah. He did say archaeologist. If they haven't played Unless Indiana Jones, they the Jurassic Park Raptor. When Han Solo, Han well, Solo said when Harrison Ford dies, Indiana Jones dies to me. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, done. absolutely. And I think Disney that knows that. That doesn't mean they too. won't do it. <laughs> they I I, I might actually boycott that movie. If I've never boycotted a movie. Might have still came out with Solo even if he had died. That is one movie I would probably actually boycott in my life is an Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford. I just don't think you can do it. If you replaced him, if it's like his son or they do like a girl version whatever. Girl version? You, you'd rather you know, see a girl version? I, I mean, no, like, if they do, like, a different character. If it's in, like, the universe, but it's, like, different. Indiana, I can see yeah. them doing it. <laughs> like, I, Montana Jones. <laughs> I, uh... Montana Montana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yikes. All right, next one. Uh, last one. Okay, Chloe. Third and final one for you. If you had to save one, meaning killing the other... Would you rather save it too, or us? It. It too it over too. us. Mm-hmm. Really. Us yeah. looks cool, but I. Us looks incredible. But I've waited for it too for so true. so long, and I love Stephen King to bits. True. So it too. Jordan Peele can make other movies. I save it too as well. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. I really don't want Jordan. Appeal to make another straight up horror movie, really, especially after he this did something way more horror. Yeah, exactly. He did something so unique with stuff. Get Out, where he did this like black comedy under a horror movie. It like, looks like it's gonna be the same. It not it'll be a, not it a looks, slow burn. It looks it'll more freaky, and I'm like, I don't want to see him go. It does freaky. look like he's trying to get more into like the popular type shock, of, like shock value. I, but it looks horror. like like a like have a Tarantino horror movie. I don't know. Yeah, I've seen the and it Mac doesn't boy, it doesn't impress me. I didn't you know like funny? it one. There, I said it. I didn't like it the one the first hey, one. I didn't like hey, it. Hey Goble. Is it because there's a black you, you're <laughs> What? <laughs> you're a piece of it. You're the one who would notice. So, I actually didn't I didn't actually I love like it. it, but like I liked it. Like you didn't like it at all? There were some parts I liked, but uh there was a lot that I didn't like. <sighs> You know what's funny is that not it the book too parts. The book was parts cast. Fine. It was there was like a fan casting for that movie where they were like, "Oh, Bill Hader should play this character, and Jessica Chastain should," be, yeah. and James McAvoy, and they literally cast all those people. I'm like, "Wow!" They didn't get Chris Pratt as the fat kid, but they don't have that much money. <laughs> I, don't know. I didn't think it was scary. I didn't. I thought it's not, it, was, it wasn't scary at all. It, it felt was... like I was watching Super Eight again, which is a better. But movie. I like Super there Eight. Were that were scary, but as a whole, it was just a good story. Like. The first 
it part one was like the first part of the book. It's yeah. not really scary. It just it gives you background, and there are little bits of horror in there. But it is a horror movie based on a horror book. But it's a series, so it's, it's, it is. It's tied which I've very seen closely. though. So it's like I I knew what it was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I I had to watch it a lot when I was in Germany. Like mm-hmm. everyone loved it, and so I'd watch it a lot and. And I just was like, I don't know why everyone is so crazy about it. Like, it's several steps up from the TV version. Um, and I haven't read the book, but I've, I've, I know enough about it that there's spoilers for the book. There's, like, a cosmic alien spider and a turtle in the sky. I'm and hoping so, they don't go that route. I don't think they did, because they did the Lego turtle. But, like, I think... I, I Overall, I was like, this is unimpressive to me. Mm-hmm. So it, it was not a bad movie, but I was... It was very much it was Black Panther effect for me. Mm. Just like everyone liked it, and I was like, I don't see the magic here. Well, this one felt yeah more like a Super Eight or like there was a, parts that shocked me. Like the fact he got stabbed that was nuts. Kind of feel yeah. like Loved it. Coming of age, eighties. No, well, you heard it here first, folks. Gobel hates movies. Yep. <laughs> I love movies. Even ones that right. get nominated. So it too saved, and we won't get us, which is a real bummer. He'll make more. Zach. If you had to save one, meaning killing the other, would you rather save Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Spider-Man Homecoming? There's a correct answer. This is such an easy answer. There is a correct answer. Homecoming? No. No. That, no, that's what you said. Far Spider-Man. From home. Oh, whoops, I typed in Homecoming. Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home. You have to kill an old movie. Ah, uh, but it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. It's an mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that should be the beginning and end of that yeah. answer. Yep. <laughs> but... Far From Home has Kill Far Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Kill him. Kill him dead. We have... But Mysterio. Listen, listen. We have, we have six uh, live-action Spider-Man movies, and we never have enough Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah. We only have nine. And it's Eight. about Charles Manson. Are you kidding me? Dude. Margot Robbie. Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio together at last. <laughs> is Sam Jackson in it? Oh, I'm sure he is. He's gotta be. He's gotta be. And some, do, uh, they, I don't know who they cast as yeah. somebody I don't. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Been doing a bad Just job up until pressure. now. You can make your own decisions. Bruce Lee, not actually in the movie, like as himself, obviously, but someone is cast as Bruce Lee in the movie. Come on, Bruce Lee in Hollywood. Jet Lee as Bruce Lee in a movie <laughs> with Charles Manson, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. Dude. Kill Spider-Man Far From Home. Was gonna have Burt Reynolds in it until he died. It's really not that hard. Burt Reynolds died. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It was like really? all yeah. over Justin's the news. Justin's way too excited about what? Burt Reynolds' death. Finally. Recently, that was a couple months ago. He like, huh. very like famously died. Like, Fair. where were you guys? I guess not. Come on, Zach. Uh, Come on, Zach. Save oh, one spot in Hollywood. Sorry, not sorry, Zach, but Spider-Man Far From Home is dead. It's not coming out in 2019. I probably would have picked that anyway, but... Oh, made no. It, made it less We're not going to be it's true. getting that Spider-Man movie. I haven't seen enough of those. No. I, I'm very excited for Spider-Man, by the way. I'm very excited. <laughs> I would much I rather like see the Tarantino yet. movie right now if I could. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right, Justin. I'm guessing... This is the last one I have. I'm guessing you know what the two movies are. Yeah, it's uh, Avengers Endgame 
and Star Wars Episode Nine. Yes. And I Why choose is that yours? because of, it was obviously. hard to pick between <laughs> the two of you. Why is that? That yours? is that is kind of hard. That is actually extremely hard because I, I wasn't sure. I figured you'd <laughs> definitely go with Endgame, and no, because no, you didn't like Episode Eight. Really? Oh, okay. Been I thought you didn't like it. Well, Justin, I know. I I just figured he'd have a little bit harder of a time I, deciding. I don't know, cause like I, I, I am. It's funny, cause both movies, I I have no clue what direction they're gonna go in, cause both movies ended in the way where I'm like, I have, I have no idea where I, cause it's funny. All the previous right. movies before the last movies that just came out, Episode Eight and mm-hmm. Avengers: Infinity War, I knew exactly what was gonna happen until like the final few minutes anyway. Mm-hmm. But like. No, I I have no idea. I have no idea how Endgame's gonna solve all that shit. I have no <laughs> idea, and I have no idea how Star Wars is gonna figure out any of that stuff. However, I am more excited for Endgame. I act honest, and I I feel like I'm hurting myself saying that because I love Star Wars, but it's gone. like it's not I, coming out. Episode nine I'm, doesn't exist. I I, I almost because <laughs> there's because the, here's the thing. Like episode eight wrapped up so many things that I did care about, like Luke Skywalker and seeing Yoda in the new movies yeah. in puppet form. In puppet form. So all that stuff and the fact that you know Harrison Ford's already out of it. So is Carrie Fisher. I mean, I mean, like I kind of got everything already that I want. All that episode nine can do is give me more. So many questions. Well, they could, but like a lot of that shit, like I just was so satisfied with eight. I could almost be like, yeah, just end it there, whatever. I mean, even though you don't kind of solve a lot of stuff. I hope they do a time jump though. And in Star Wars? Well, they didn't in eight. A time like go through time? No, no. Like like jump forward in time, like period. Oh, they are doing a time jump. They said it's going to be about like two or two years. Okay. Endgame, I have no clue. And I have, I am so just kind of like, I need to know. I need oh, to yeah. know how. And I, I need to see Paul Rudd back in the franchise. And it's I like, know, and I was, I was annoyed that he wasn't in Infinity War. I need to see him again. Like, I love Paul Rudd. I'll take more Jeremy Renner. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of no, him, but I, I, I was disappointed he wasn't in it. I just want to see them all. I want to see the Netflix guys in there too. Come on. But like, I need to see Endgame. I do. Like holy yeah. shit! I, there's too many things where I'm like, I, 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 I have no idea. I can't even guess anything because I'm like, all my guesses just. I'm like, there. I just, I have no idea. The, they reversed the snapping, and a lot of people who died in the previous movies are back. Like, well, yeah, but like, like but how? But the thing is, like, how do you even Jordan. do that? Like, how do you go about that? Because you have to still run into Thanos again. What do they even say to Thanos? How do they handle him? Oh, is he gonna be okay with them just taking the glove? They're, they're, he's not. What does he gonna do? Love and they just give him a hug. Well, okay, I okay. So this one, I'm not gonna say Endgame for you because. You 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 want to see Endgame too bad. I know it. You do. You're trying to hurt me. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna say to you. You're trying to hurt me right now. Want to see Endgame? Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine or the Matt Reeves Batman? Oh, for me. Yeah. What are you more interested in seeing? Like, if you had to kill the other. Uh, I don't know enough about the Matt Reeves Batman. I would pick Star Wars. Unless you can tell me that Ben Affleck is in the Matt Reeves Batman. Okay, okay. Ben uh, Ben Affleck's in the Matt Reeves Batman. Uh, Who's direct? Oh, yeah. Well, I was directing it. Yeah. Villain uh, <laughs> is Deathstroke um, versus Tim Burton Batman. Mike 
versus Batman versus Batman? <laughs> yeah, the movies. This is pretend. Wait, okay. The, the Star Wars one I gotta do first. I would still save Star Wars over Mary's Batman. I'm really? super excited for it with Ben Affleck, but I'm so... It's like more of like if they could detach themselves from Warner Brothers, I would maybe pick them. But <laughs> Different studio because, could make it. Yeah, but because <laughs> I know DC is just on the steady... Just like just like a fat kid rolling down a hill. Since like doing what such DC a good job, right we're gonna now. let Marvel handle this one. Like, <laughs> let Marvel will sign rights of Batman to Marvel for a movie. <laughs> He'll do good. Blumhouse can handle it. Ben Affleck's like, oh frick yes, and he stays on. Uh, okay, and then so, however, <laughs> I would definitely. Ah oh, man, it sucks. <laughs> I made a better one. Eventually, we'll have another good Batman movie. So I would oh, take maybe. Tim Burton won't be around forever, or Michael Keaton, or Nicolas Cage. I will take or Danny DeVito. <laughs> bring Danny DeVito back. back. <laughs> if I'm Michelle Pfeiffer still alive, um, freaking Jack Nicholson, you could have the gnarliest Batman trilogy ever. So I, yes, I will choose. Tim Burton Batman with the entire original <laughs> cast. I don't know who Alfred was. But he's bring that dead. guy back. He is he is dead. He was in all of them. You can too. yeah he's the only he and uh, Dude, the just commissioner de-aging. Gordon are the only ones who stayed throughout the entire franchise. Yeah. It was the de-aging. same two guys. Bring him just oh like my God. Grand Moff Tarkin. Just yeah, like, yeah you're gonna Tarkin him. Super CG. Tarkin. I I honestly that Michael Keaton <laughs> Michael Keaton Batman and uh, Michael Keaton Batman number three yeah, years so later. I choose that over all movies. Like I think they should just put all money into. There's that. one movie coming out in 2019. That would be the hmm. movie I wanted. <laughs> They're gonna just Tim Burton's just gonna claymation Alfred. <laughs> Don't give him ideas on this show. You know he's listening. <laughs> That's good. All right. Is there well, I don't know. I could think of another one, maybe, but I was like. For a Kung Fury one. Yeah, I was trying to work it in for you, but it was <laughs> I couldn't think of anything good enough to pit against Kung Fury. <laughs> I'll only see that Kung Fury movie if they're actually going to have everything, including uh, the uh, dinosaur cop in it, because otherwise it, it's other. Otherwise, it's not worth it. They need to have that in it as well. Oh, I got one for Hunter. Uh, they're ones that you've already used, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or... Uh, or Up? <laughs> Kill it. <laughs> what is it? Us? Us. Yeah. Us? Yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, Once Upon Tarantino a Time... Tarantino over... over Jordan Peele, I would definitely take Once that. Upon a time. I'm excited for us. As far as a horror movie, number one movie I'll see this year. Once us. upon if a you were time, end game versus Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know. Okay. Okay. That one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't you know. You gotta pick. That's the rules. I don't know. Once upon a time in Hollywood, an upcoming Edgar Wright horror film. Really? That's what he's doing next. The, in 2019. Not in 2019, but soon. I, I don't know. It's in the future. I do Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It would have to be on a, something that I really know, maybe. Blum, I like Edgar Wright, but I don't like all of Edgar Wright. So Blumhouse far. taking over Invisible Man uh, movie, or Us. <laughs> no, us. I'm pretty sure the Dark Universe is dead. They, they said it's dead, but they said Blumhouse, is, movie, Blumhouse so is handling the Universal Monsters now, and the first movie they're doing is Invisible Man. But 
That's Depp. not with Johnny Depp. He's not in it. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what, this was what they said on Twitter. They're like, Johnny Depp will not be appearing in the film. And then huh. people commented. They're like, so is he in it or not? Like, is this like, oh, is he just... <laughs> oh, not be appearing <laughs> yeah. in the film. So is he in it or not? So, so they said that was kind of like a weird, like, maybe they're still keeping it secret, but he's probably not in it because of the controversy with yeah. him. But I'm so glad that... Not only that Blumhouse, which does everything right, is taking over, but also that the first one they're doing is Invisible Man. I'm like, nice, that's going to be their Iron Man, finally. Like, the best of the monsters is going to be, like, the headliner of the series. The Invisible Good. Man snuck out <laughs> in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> snuck out of a cave. Don't tease it. Okay. Well, we're at... The Invisible we, Monger is, like, the bad guy. <laughs> He's just spattered. He's like, like You're just both in this. <laughs> I'm bigger and stronger than you in every way. <laughs> what? I'm more invisible than you. <laughs> you know what? This is what the fight is. It's one static shot in just an open field, and all you see is grass just kind of wristling, yeah. and them not finding each other. <laughs> and it's this static shot, and you don't see anything, and it's like, it's this big wide shot, beautiful shot, like it's good, the bad, and the ugly, but you don't actually see them. And you're just sitting there, and you're like, and it goes on for 20 minutes. <laughs> you're just grass. A bunch of action, a bunch of action shots oh. and like slow motion. Ah. You're like, let me go. <laughs> anyway, we ran. Get your finger out of there. <laughs> we ran really long in this episode, yeah, was, so uh, we're done. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Uh, swampies, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, we'll get some other stuff planned. Yeah. Let us know on social media about uh, what what are your thoughts on Shyamalan lately? Which how do you rank this Unbreakable trilogy or whatever that's being called right now? Um, send us your Shyamalan rankings if you can. Um, but uh, anyway, what? all right, cool. Well, we'll see you next time on episode twenty nine, right? Yeah. And remember, always, always be aware of the cinema swamp. What? Thanks for listening to the podcast. So what did you all think of Glass? Do you think it was a worthy successor to Split and Unbreakable? Or do you think the movie could have been a little bit better? What did you think of our analysis? Comment on this episode and give us a like on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook for constant updates. You can find us at Cinema Swamp. Thanks for listening and remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp.